The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I am your host, Dr. Shirley Madair, your purveyor of this definitive, definitive source of living a beautiful life. Speaking of life, <laughs> life provides us all with numerous opportunities to celebrate. Whether it's a birthday, a wedding, a birth, a job promotion, or just life itself, I believe it's important to receive and acknowledge your blessings however they manifest for you. Today's guest is Kathy Romero. She is the founder of Kathy <laughs> Romero Weddings and Events, and we'll be chatting about the art of celebration. And wellness is integral, or celebration is integral to wellness. So celebration is wellness, and there's an art to it, and I definitely think that it is a necessity. So, Miss Kathy... I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, you for understand. being here. We're so extra. <laughs> Beyond extra. This is celebrating. Yes. So you have 20 years of experience in this industry, in the event yes. planning industry, big and small events. You also um, believe that events are a space where love and life and beauty and art and fashion design all meet. Yes. And we'll and talk about that. Yes. You have also designed events for blue chip, com blue chip companies throughout North America and Europe, as well as for private citizens. And you also offer private coaching, so you teach yes. in something called The Collective. We want to hear more about that. You've done events for DJ Khaled's son's second birthday. That was in Miami. Right. Sean Parker's wedding in Big Sur. Mm -hmm. Gucci Mane. Mm -hmm. His wedding, also in Miami? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, is it Amber Ridinger? Ridinger, Ridinger, yes. excuse me. She's a socialite. And you did her wedding as well, and that was in Puerto Rico. See? Yes, Perfecto. Yes. You have gotten mad, fabulous press, including Vanity Fair, People Magazine, Glamour, Essence, The Knot. Mm, what am I missing? Lots of crazy, noteworthy buzz. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you having me here. And, you know, I also just want to add to what you said. Aside from just celebrating and bringing these, you know, visions to life for clients, it's important to understand that for me, it's also creating a meaningful space for everybody. Somewhere where people can come in. My clients are just have to worry about feeling happy, comfortable, the warmth, and celebrating whatever milestone is that they're celebrating at that moment in time. I want them to just 
be there and be present in that moment. And that's really what I bring to the table. You bring so much more to the table, but thank you for saying that. I love that you, you mentioned, you essentially said that if you can't get to happy, you could at least get to celebrate. I think that's, that's a tweet. If you can't get to happy, <laughs> get to celebrate. Somebody write that yes. down, please. So why is it important to celebrate? Is it because it's an avenue or a road to happiness? Why is celebration important? I think, you know, especially in this day and age, and obviously the celebration started way, way before us, but um, it's important to know that when you celebrate, you're actually acknowledging, you know, a time, a moment, an experience. And when you celebrate, you're actually inviting other people. So I think that it's important to celebrate just to create the continuum of a community, to create the continuum of love, to express yourself in the best way that you can, right? Through art, uh, fashion, whatever it is. I mean, celebrations bring everything, all of those things together. And I think for us and for myself, celebrations are just an important moment where you get to see everyone at their finest, you know? I love that. So celebrating doesn't necessarily have to be on a big scale. No, absolutely not. I mean, I love private celebrations that just bring together, let's say, 20 ladies. I mean, we've done this before where she just wanted to really celebrate herself, her Mm. friends, and wanted to do something while she is alive, right? And that's also the purpose of this is celebrating while you can and embracing everybody, you know, with the warmth and the love that you want them to, to actually give you back. I love that, celebrating love. So let's continue on with celebrating on a smaller scale. So mm-hmm. let's say you're home and you're just by yourself and you're having, you know, a girl's, a ladies' night in by yourself. How, well, name a few ways that you could celebrate yourself or your life in those small private moments. Oh my God, those small private moments are everything. <laughs> no, seriously, I love them. Yeah. Why? Because you get to select, you said a few ladies, right? Mm-hmm. You said ladies' night. Um, you get to select a few of your friends. You get to actually acknowledge them and pay attention to them. Not only pay attention to them by the fact that they're at your home, but also pay attention to the details that you're inviting them to see. You know, perhaps these ladies need um, just something that they haven't seen before. Perhaps they they need a glass of wine. Perhaps they need something that is different in taste or a palate, something that you can share with them. And I think that sharing your small experiences in these gatherings that are so intimate and so loving is everything because you have a moment to share the things that you love obviously with the people that you love at the same time yeah so celebrating is sharing and sharing is celebration yes and sharing is totally celebration so let's say you've invited these these three ladies over to your home and you have a fantastic time and now you've kicked them out you've kicked them to the curb How can you celebrate yourself as a part of self-care and wellness? That's a tough one. And, you know, it's a good one. The older that we get, the more that I want to get into this. Right. The more that I want to celebrate. And not only, you know, once you've held a celebration for somebody else, but sometimes just slowing down and taking time for yourself is a celebration within itself. Absolutely. Okay. Just slowing down, thinking about what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, who you want to do it with. 
Um, that's just a wonderful celebration right there. It's a call for a party. Yeah, that's yes. true. Because having choice and having options is definitely worth celebrating. Yes, absolutely. I know for me that sort of the self-care um, and the decompression, how I celebrate myself when I do get a moment at home is I just take a nice long bath mm. and I put in my essential oils and I meditate and it's so delicious. And for me, that's a celebration, right? I get to be with myself. I get to think about the, my thoughts and, and just appreciate and have gratitude for my health and my wellness. Yes, that's amazing. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more um, the ability to do that more. I have to take on babysitters and everything yeah. else to kind of plan that it's a out. Production. <laughs> it's a huge production <laughs> in my house, but it's amazing anyway. So you tell stories through your events. Mm. Now, I know the stories aren't necessarily yours because clients are hiring you to tell their story, but the way that you put the story together is really beautiful. I know you helped to tell my story when we first met, oh, how many years ago was that? Four or five years ago when you pretty much planned my wedding. And at the time, you were... Uh, the CEO of Preston Bailey Events, and now you ventured out on your own. So congratulations. That's a cause for celebration. That was a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you you tell a story through your events? I think that the most important thing about telling a story, right, that belongs to someone else is actually listening to your clients. It's listening to the things that they don't love more than the things that they actually love because those things that they actually love you know where to get you know how to bring that to fruition um but understanding what they really don't want what are the things that make them sort of like uneasy and things like that those are the things that you want to be careful with uh telling someone's story also you have to have heart to do that Mm. you have to have heart to tell someone's story in a way that you're not in the way of the story as a planner you know, right, right. that you are not recreating something that is what you want, right. but more of what your clients are expecting. I love that. So let me ask you, you don't have to name names, but name one of your most memorable, fabulous events that you're most proud of. And on the flip side, name one <laughs> where you didn't think you did your absolute great best. <laughs> um, and we know how subjective that can be because your best could be your best, but someone else's perception could be such that it wasn't perhaps your best. Right. I think um, for me, my, my biggest and most incredible moment is when I just finalized two events for Miss uh, Winfrey for the OWN Network. Fantastic. And that to me... Please, Miss Winfrey, able... sponsor this podcast. Oh, Thank no, you. stop it. <laughs> that to me, to, to be able to do something for Super Soul Conversations. Oh my God, I love that show. Um, Super Soul Sundays, right? Yes, mm. was just absolutely remarkable to me because I, I grew up watching Miss Winfrey and I grew up, um, you know, as an adult now watching the Super Soul Conversations. So to be able to put something together for something of that nature, yep. for something that goes beyond just a celebration right. was pretty remarkable in my life and I'm yep. very, very proud of that. Good for you. That's fantastic. And the part B to that question. And the part B to that question (laughs) is, you know, when you're doing events, there's always something that you can do better every single time. And I don't think that there's only one event Mm. 
where that has happened. Yeah. There has been several events where I think, wow, I, I could have done something different. I could have done something better. Um, but part of growing is part of part of growing is understanding when you have given your all. Yes. And it hasn't really panned out. Right. But how do I give my all again? Yes. And learn from this and not be discouraged to do it again. So therefore, by extension, celebrations are also opportunities to grow and evolve. Amazingly. Right? Because if, you, if you're saying to yourself, oh, wow, there's an, I could have done something a little bit better, Absolutely. then you are actually given a gift to see that you are actually capable of so much more. Yes, absolutely. And I really, truly do believe this. I do believe that we can create better mm-hmm. once we have gone through it. And even when the event is great, you can create better because you grow from there. It's a stepping stone. When you do something and you do it again, you are given the opportunity automatically to recreate at a higher level. Absolutely. Now, is this not super soul conversation stuff right here? Absolutely. Super soul content Let's right do here, this. folks. Totally. So how did you get to the super soul conversations? I, you're, here you are, a fantastic, celebrated, um, successful event planner, and how did you make your way? How did you find that journey onto a program which many people would consider sort of self-help or spiritual? I honestly think that I called it into my universe, and I really do mean that. And I know some people don't believe that stuff, but I do. We believe in woo-woo here. And okay. I live that. I live by that. But I also believe that creating time to understand where I wanted to go, who I wanted to speak to, um, connecting to the right people, opening myself up to every possible endearing opportunity that I could get, really was what brought me to that place. It just, you know, introduction and another introduction and another introduction led me to that. And I'm so very grateful for my circle of friends, for the people that root for me without me even knowing that they're rooting for me. And so, you know, that's how it happened. It really happened organically, but it happened because I pushed for it. I know I planned this Mm. in some way, some form, in some shape. I called it into existence. So you said push. Now, this is it's an interesting word. Did you really push for it, or were you so open to the possibilities that you pulled it in? That could be, too. I love that interpretation. Well, thank you. But what I mean... <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> what I mean by pushing is also pushing my limits, ah. pushing myself, mm-hmm. you know, Continuing to believe. Continuing to grow. Yes, the continuation of my understanding that development is eternal, right? right? For me, like, you have to be an eternal student, and I think I continue to push myself on a daily basis to become better. Yes, hashtag keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of pushing yourself and pulling in opportunity, um, tell me about these workshops. You call it the collective. Now it's you teaching, isn't it? It is. It's me teaching. And I did not know you were going to talk about the collective today. So I got plenty of secrets. I'm really excited. (laughs) Why am I excited about this collective? Yes, please. I'm excited about this collective and I called it the collective because it's a community. And, you know, when I started 22 years ago, I needed, At the ripe old age of three. Totally. 
I needed, I I needed, yes, (laughs) I needed information and I wanted to understand how to crack the code. I Mm. wanted to understand, you know, what's the next thing to do? How do I do it? Who do I call? Is this proper? Is this not right? And so for that reason, I created this collective because I felt like I was all alone doing this. And to tell you the truth, it's hard. Breaking into the high profile market is not something that everybody can do, right. you know, right. um, or everybody is able to, to get to, let's say, I think, I believe everybody can do things, but to get to a point where you are actually in that circle, mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult. Yes. It's and a lot so, of it difficult. And so for me, um, I just want to give that to other people, yeah. right? I want to provide others with that information and not only others, what I find is that, you know, I'm different in this market, you know, yes, there's you not a lot of people that look like me in right. the high profile industry, right. um, as an event planner, um, not a lot of women, That's right? Yes. And so therefore I felt like it's not only an opportunity for me to do this, it's actually my duty. I feel a serious responsibility, you know, to bring and empower other women that are trying to understand how they are going to make a little mark in this world. And so for me, the education, the continuing education part of it is is extremely important. Not only is it important to create that education for them, but what I find is that by creating this collective, I have actually learned so much. About yourself? About myself, about others, about creating a community, about pushing somebody else Mm -hmm. and possibly helping them fly too. And so by doing that, it just has created such a platform for me that I... I really hope I can continue to develop this and create something even bigger. I am thinking pretty big with this. Um, And I'm hoping that others are enlightened by the information provided, that they feel like they can do it too. I mean, I'm just a girl from Jersey City. You know, and not only from Jersey City. Jersey and the his house. Yes, and not only that, but my parents are immigrants from Dominican Republic. Big up to the immigrants. So so for me, making sure that people that look like me, that speak like me, um, are able to actually create something that is remarkable and beyond them um, and to help others is just something that really fills me up. I think you're remarkable. Thank and I you. love everything that you just said. You know, it's interesting because I've been uh, doing this podcast, uh, what, several months now. And every once in a while, I'll interview a guest. And I find that there's some similarities. There's some synergies. I would, would have never thought that plastic surgery, my experience in plastic surgery would be similar to someone else's experience, either in fashion or business. Or And here I am sitting with you. And your words resonate with me so much. It's Amazing. like, oh, my God, you are not alone. Mm. And yes, I'm a plastic surgeon. And yes, you're an event planner. In a way, I help people plan their events around how they look and how they feel about themselves. But you are not alone because I, too, am in a place and a space where and in an industry where not too many people look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, There aren't too many women. And it's interesting because I read an article about um, women enter more and more women entering plastic surgery. And I was really happy about that. But the caveat was that people of color, different ethnicities are not going into plastic surgery. And, And that's a whole other situation. But all this to say that you are not alone. 
And I very much believe in your purpose and your mission to Thank educate you. and to elevate and to empower. That's three E's. Hello. Is that a tweet? Educate, educate elevate, and empower. Hello. Educate, elevate, and empower. Yes. Okay, that's going to be the call to action. Everybody, figure out something that you want to do to celebrate yourself well, every I'm day. I'm using that. Right? And then repeat <laughs> for one week at least. Educate, elevate, and empower. empower. Love it. Okay, that's your. Is that your? Is that your new? <laughs> that's tagline? gonna be my new care collective. That's tagline. gonna be. That's gonna be your Educate, new. Educate, elevate, empower. Love it. Done. Free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So let's talk about some things that um, really tie in with your mission and your purpose. I know you love fashion because you're quite oh the God, fashionable yes. one. Who are you wearing today? I love I mean, fashion. Fantastic. But I'm wearing nobody really, but it's just boutique stuff. That I, I love buy. it. I love it's little beautiful. like boutiques. I love sort of like in my town, there's a lot of ones and I love to help them because I know small what business. Is, yes. Support the small business, you know, women that own these small little boutiques in my town. I just totally go there. Bye. You empower. I empower. You support. Them. You yes, elevate. Absolutely. There you go. Well, you look beautiful. And thank you for dressing up for me. <laughs> and our audio audience. <laughs> okay, so fashion, art, and design. Yes. How do they play a role in your career and in your business? How do oh. you incorporate those elements? I mean, obviously your events are beautiful, but that's the visual. I mean, tell me about where the fashion comes in and where the art and design come in. Fashion is amazing because um, every year, you know, there's new Pantone colors, yes. there's new there's textures. There's coral this there's year. A, yes, there's new everything <laughs> in fashion. And I think, you know, just for the most part, I utilize a lot of the fashion trends to identify uh, motifs within the weddings, right? Not necessarily to utilize it in the entire wedding, but motifs like for the stationery. Remember your trees and everything else? Oh, yes, your, the tree of life. Tree of life, you <laughs> know. Running and, theme. Yes, and that <laughs> was an art motif right yes. so yes. this is how we incorporate it and sometimes you have clients that bring that in already they have it in their mind but other times it's just something that you see that you love and you think oh this perhaps is going to resonate with this particular client and so when you're designing and you're planning you really do pay attention to those little things like I remember thinking about and sometimes still to this date when I see things that are like soft blushes of pink when I see things. I'm like, Shirley would love this. Did I torture you with that soft no, blush? No, because I love it too. I mean, I it's part it. of my brand colors. You'll love it. You know, so, but for me, isn't it amazing and remarkable that we can create relationships with our clients that will forever remind us of what that client loves and stands yes. for? Yes. That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you use those elements, fashion and art, and you integrate them into your events so that they're beautifully seamless. And then they sort of serve as touch points for you to remind you of the people that you work they with. They do, and that's I think beautiful. that that's a remarkable thing. That's beautiful. I must really like the word remarkable, but I do. But that's okay. It's a good word. <laughs> so what is your signature? What would you? Why do clients hire you? Do they? I know. My patients come to me because they like that natural effect that, mm -hmm. oh, you look refreshed, not that, what did you do last week, right? Yes. So <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> Girl, where'd you get your lips done? No. Um, no. So I appreciate the fact that my parents, my patients, not my parents, they, my parents do not come to me for work. They don't Your need it. Your mother looks great, though. They don't, I don't need it, but I'm just it. saying. 
So my patients come to me for, you know, that natural look, that soft, that aging gracefully, that we Mm -hmm. accept our age, but we're not trying to let people know exactly what age we are. So what is your signature? I think my signature really is the fact that I am so high touch with my clients, right? My clients typically, and I must say this in, in, in the humblest way, my clients are almost all referrals, And so what I understand is that what they're looking for is somebody that is really going to be with them every step of the way. Um, And I think that that is the number one reason why I get hired. Well, it works. (laughs) And I love the term high touch because I use that also. We have so much in common. I also use that to describe my practice. Right, I have a very high touch practice. Oh, we're doing the dance. You know, I can't. Do I'm doing a little dance here just to kind of like love it. Yeah, celebrate oh. that we have a lot in common. Yeah, I love that. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is something that you accomplished in the past, and it doesn't have to be an event, okay? But something that you accomplished in the past, oh, I don't know, five or ten years that you are most proud of? My children. Oh. Of course. Me I mean, that's so easy. Yes, that was It's, easy it's one. my kids, you know, giving birth to. I have three kids. Congratulations. Um, two boys and a girl. I remember them. And um, they are just really the essence of my life. And, um, and they are a cause for celebration. They are a cause for celebration every single day. And they're a constant reminder. Like, I, I posted the other day on my Instagram that in the mornings I try to have like coffee with my daughter and I do this little thing like good morning tribe um, on my Insta stories. And every single day that I do that with Layla, I am reminded mm. to love, to be kind, to be funny, to be jovial <laughs> and to forgive because yeah. kids forgive so easily. Right. And so every single day I'm grateful for the fact Number one, that I have children and that I have been able to um, bring them, you know, give them an upbringing that centers around being the most caring human you can possibly be in life, right? That's number one. And then number two, that we're able to share empathy yes and to feel empathy for others and that's huge in my life so for me that's the biggest thing it's like my kids and making sure that they understand these things these nuggets that I want them to to keep forever yeah the forgiveness nugget I have to admit it that's a tough one it is you know but it's it's a big one it's essential it's essential and I think you know for me and I'm gonna get personal here for me forgiveness also Um, has created an ability for me to continue to move forward. Exactly. Right? Because I had a deadbeat dad, and Mm. I'll say this here, Mm -hmm. and my dad was such a deadbeat dad that I couldn't really think about men in certain ways. Understood. And for me to forgive him actually allowed me to move forward. That's right. And to find someone who you love and to create a beautiful family. Have you ever heard of or read The Course in Miracles? No. So that is a mighty big tome, and it is essentially, I think, the golden nugget. I haven't read it yet. It has been on my shelf for, oh, probably five years. And every time I go through a situation that requires, ultimately, me to be able to move on through the path of forgiveness, I look at that book and I say to myself, I really ought to read that. But I haven't yet. <laughs> but I mention it now because it, the golden nugget of that book is about forgiveness. Yes. And I do agree with you that being able to, not being 
being able to just forgiving, mm-hmm. how, no matter how hard it may be, really does open up a path for you to grow. Yes, and it to does. evolve. I believe, and that. to actually to celebrate yourself and to celebrate the life that you currently have. Yes, absolutely. In fullness, I gotta say, I have to add that word. Yes, in fullness, because yes. when you forgive and you move forward, yeah, you can embrace fullness. Right. And you have to forgive in fullness. You can't forgive like a little bit. Yep. And then when you think about it, be like, oh, you know what? I remember, I know. I'm not going to curse. But hell to the no, I'm not going to forgive that. It is difficult. But this is life. Yes, it is. And it is a journey. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is a big part of that journey. Sure is. So for those of us who have huge EQs, empathy quotients, and I believe I'm one of those people, forgiveness is still sometimes... An act of courage. That's another tweet. I'm full of it today. Full of the good <laughs> stuff, right? I love Forgiveness it. is an act of courage. It is. Hashtag winning. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so another question for you and about you. This podcast is about you. What is the best compliment you have ever received? And again, it doesn't have to be about, a, about an event or from your client. Best compliment I have ever received might... Yes. Um, be the fact that I'm selfless and I think that that actually just you know fulfills me to the max um you know there was one client one you know a time that a client said to me do you realize you know that what you do is actually just give yourself um on a daily basis to people and I thank you for giving yourself to my family and for being so selfless. Mm. And um, sometimes we do not realize how much we give, right? We just don't. We don't realize how much we give. And when we are reminded in such a kind manner, I think that it just really just makes our hearts full. Yes. And that I think to me that was the best, absolute best compliment I've ever gotten. So selfless versus selfish. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there are times for both. Mm-hmm. And when are you selfish with yourself? I think I'm selfish when it comes to my time. Um, as of late, I have been struggling with this so much because I have a very, very high maintenance client mm. that has really pushed um, all of the boundaries that I had established wow. and sort of like has just created like her own Kind of like, her own when can I call <laughs> Kathy? Oh, I can call her anytime. Or when can I say this to her? Or how can I say this to her? And I think that I have to take that back. And I was saying then, and thank you for asking this question, because it's allowing me to just put it out there. Put it out there. I want my boundaries back. And so, therefore, that is the one thing that I will remain selfish with. Good. Because that's actually an act of self-preservation. Yes, I need it. And self-appreciation. Yes. And self-gratitude. Yes. So when you have a client that does not respect boundaries, how do you manage that? I know in my practice, when patients and I don't see eye to eye, I very kindly let them know that I won't be able to deliver the results that they'll be looking for. So in in your industry and in your career, how do you manage that? This is tough, right? Because it is difficult. You know, especially let's I'm going to go back with this client. There was a moment that I felt like perhaps I should just say, "Listen, here's your money back." Yeah. Um no hard feelings. Yes. Let's keep going. Yes. Let's keep it going. Right. I was almost going to fire her. 
Right. Right. <laughs> but um, there's also a huge part of me that really does truly believe in discipline, in discipline of my soul, in discipline of my thoughts, in discipline in my delivery. And so what I had opted to do in that moment when I felt so overwhelmed that I wanted to tell this client, hey, go do something else. <laughs> um, I actually practiced discipline. And so much discipline that I am so very proud of myself today because every time I get a nasty email or get some kind of 10 p.m. Uh, email or text or, or something tirade, like that yeah. or something, I, I stop myself and I say, it's not about you. Mm. It's about her. Right. It's about her interactions, what she's used to. Right. What she has received. Right. Or what right? she's willing to receive. And so uh, that has actually helped me kind of tone, to keep myself kind of like in check. In check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because for real, it's kept me a little bit centered. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that discipline. But I'm also grateful for the upbringing that I have, mm. you know, because every time I want to go tell somebody where to go, right. I remember my mama's words. What she And said. I remember, you know, exactly that, that people give what they have. And so I should give what I have, not what I receive. Yeah, I like that. That's that's really important. People give what they have, meaning they only do the best that they mm -hmm. know that they can yes, do. Yes, absolutely. So I, I accept that for a lot of people. But I also believe that there's a time to grow up and just get with the program. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult and everybody does it at his or her own rate. And I'm, some people never do. And some people never do. Thank goodness I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> so speaking of your childhood, um, what did you think about doing when, while you were growing up? And did you stay on course? Did you want to be like a Navy fighter pilot and then think, nah, event planning? No. <laughs> I totally always thought I would be two things. Yes. Either a lawyer or a doctor. Wow. But that's only, Anytime, Kathy. No. Come on in. Mm -mm. Come on over to my side. But that's only because that's how like, that will, that's what really was acceptable like in my household, right? Ah. Okay. And I'm talking about like, Dominican parents yes. want to get you in the best education, schools. Education, 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 yes. education. You're yes. supposed to be the best. Yes. And so that's really what I was told. I knew I, I loved law, by the way. I loved, I ate it up completely in college, wow. business law and everything yes. else. I loved it. But what I didn't like about it was the reading, right? The how much reading I needed to do to assimilate the information. Right. And because of that, I actually said, nah, then if this is the way I got to do it, then <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't have legal podcasts. <laughs> no. And so I studied, listen to this. Okay, so I didn't do law, but I did finance, oh, which is okay. like, I was yeah. a finance major. Yeah. But that was logical to me. I you see. know, two plus two, right. economy is economy. It's right. like, you know, and you can actually go back and, and look at history. It. Yeah. yeah. And apply it. And so for me, that was an easier path and it was more it called more to who I was and then I ended up being an event planner hey well maybe you'll plan events for Goldman Sachs if you haven't already hey. or Morgan Stanley or hey. <laughs> putting it out there putting it out there yes so what is um, the most significant thing that you've learned from someone else and then the second part to that question is what is the most significant thing that you've learned about yourself Okay. So from someone else, I have learned to give more than I receive. Okay. That I learned, and I learned that older, 
you know, because younger, I used to think like, nah, 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 give, give, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> um, and I was an only child for a very long time. Okay. So that so was that's part of it. Yes. That was part of it. Um, and then your second question was that you have learned about yourself. That I have learned about myself. Yes. Hmm. That's mm. so deep, man. Oh, I love these mm. questions that I make up. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> If I have to give myself a pat on the back, so yes, good. Give yourself a pat on the back. Sometimes I come up with these at like midnight. No, I stop. do, but oh I love God. it. It just hits me. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So that was one of them. <laughs> you know, one thing that I that I've learned about myself is that I care, and I care a lot. You know, and sometimes we often give this whole, you know. Uh, we have this uh, mode of preservation, yeah. sort of like, yep. oh, I don't care, you know, it is what it is, or right. whatever. But the reality is that I care, yeah. and you know, I think that sometimes I put that out there where, eh, you know, right. whatever, whatever yes. people say, whatever people do, it doesn't right. matter, doesn't affect me. But it does, yeah, it does, you know. And at some point, yes, I am a strong person, but I care a lot, and right. I care so much about pretty much everything and everyone and I'm grateful for caring for mm -hmm. others yes. even when I don't know them right so you're an empath yes totally we have something else in common there you go empaths okay so last two questions these are some of my favorites so the first one of the two is called the fast five I'm going to give you two options and you just say immediately what comes to mind don't think about it just let me have it give me your id top of mind your okay. gut just let me have it. So the fast five, pick one. Train or airplane? Airplane. Sunday brunch or Sunday dinner? Brunch. Wine or champagne? Wine. Yoga or spinning? Yoga. A laugh. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> a laugh or a smile? A laugh. Yay. Yes. That was good. Okay, so the last question. Yes. I'm going to ask you, what are your top Five, five recommendations. These are called the Fab Five. Mm -hmm. So what are your top five recommendations for living your most exuberant, beautiful, eventful, celebratory life? Oof. <sighs> yes. And I'm going to write these down. Well, <laughs> I think that, you know, for me is turning any trauma into learnings, hmm. right? Fear into resilience. Um, I love that one. Yeah, fear into resilience and dreams into reality, right? Love that one too. And I want to say, you said five, right? Fab five. Fab five. <laughs> so then I would say hate into love. I love converting things, right? So changing things transforming things transformation We're all um, about it yeah and um i need one more yes ma'am i said dream right because that's like number yes. one we could have made it the fab four but the number oh. the number is five the number is five <laughs> and then the last the last one, one doesn't have to be a conversion just no it doesn't is there a I mantra just, that you live by an yes, affirmation yes i truly believe that what we believe we become. <gasps> That's a good one. That's the truth. And I really do believe that. 
So for all of everybody that's listening and doesn't believe certain things. All or one million of you believe, out there, listen up. Yes, and the power of just making sure that you understand that you're the first person that has to believe and see yourself there first. I say to you, celebrate that. That's another thing to celebrate. That's another thing to celebrate. Yes, absolutely. Believing in yourself. Yes. And believing that you can become exactly or whatever it is that you want to become. True. That is motivational and aspirational. And Ms. Kathy Romero, thank you so very, very much for being. Thank you. A I love this conversation. Beautiful and a remarkable guest. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Shirley. We appreciate thank you for you. having me. Thank you for being here, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and beauty. Until next time, stay beautiful and fabulous inside and out. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.